Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. This is Season 18, Episode 3. I am your host, Dr. Brent Janogan. Today we're going to be diving into what is success? What is it like to have a success mindset? We're going to cover some key topics, some conversation questions that we can ask ourselves. We can use these for journaling. We use these for um, perspective that we can create for ourselves. But ultimately, it's going to give you the mindset necessary to be successful, push past those limiting beliefs, and really pursue what success looks like for you. But before we hop into that conversation, let's hear from our amazing sponsors that allow this podcast to happen. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful tools like online booking, admin scheduling, integrated payment processing, and charting. But there's more to Jane than you might think. The team at Jane cares a lot about the problems you face as a practitioner. One of those problems is the prevalence of no-shows and late cancellations in practices. So they've made it easy for you with a few simple tools built right into Jane. That includes the ability to implement an online booking payment policy, send out unlimited text and email reminders, and enabling waitlist management features to fill those last minute gaps that weren't preventable. Come see Jane in action at jane.app and use our code LEGENDARY to receive an entire month of offset billing. That's J-A-N-E dot A-P-P and promo code LEGENDARY at checkout. Total Clinic Solutions is your go-to source for purchasing both brand new and refurbished chiropractic equipment, as well as phone support for repairs and maintenance. Allow them to combine your wishes and their 23 years of chiropractic equipment expertise to find what's best for you and your patients by heading to TotalClinicSolutions.com and use promo code LEGENDARY for $100 off on qualifying table purchases. That's TotalClinicSolutions.com, promo code LEGENDARY for $100 off. What is up? We are back. This is season 18, episode three. I am stoked. This season has been just honestly, it's been amazing so far. We had Dr. or future Dr. Eli Voiles on last week. And then this week we're gonna be talking about what it means to have a success mindset. And then, you know, as we as we move through those stages of success, uh, we come across self-doubt. And we're going to talk a little bit about what is self-doubt? How does it show up? How do we overcome that, that lack, that limiting belief that may be ours or that we've acquired from somebody else at some point in our life, or maybe even we've seen other people fail and then we've created doubt for ourselves because of other people failing. And we observe that and think that, you know, we're not gonna be able to do it ourselves, which isn't true. You should always try things. You should always give it a shot because you are not someone else and your success is not other people's success. As much as we want to believe that's true, we can learn from other people, but until you try it, you don't know if you're good at it or not. So let's dive into this. We're going to start off with influence. Now, what is influence? Well, how are you showing up? What are you bringing to the table? How are you conversating? How are you communicating to your patients? How are you communicating to your family, your friends, or even yourself? How are you influencing, influencing your environment, you know, internal or external? The thoughts that you tell yourself manifest your future. We know that through neuroscience that the way we think, what we think, when we think it, how we think it, that creates our future. It allows us, it brings us into that, that 
present slash future timeline that really allows us to you know create for ourselves. And if you don't believe you're going to be able to do something or you're, or you're capable of doing that, then you know that's a limiting belief that's going to create limitations around what you're trying to create and influence. So what is your superpower? Have you ever just stopped and asked yourself, like, what am I good at? And then move into it. What's your superpower? Is it, you know, if, if you're Superman, then obviously the sun is your, is your, I don't know, your source, right? It's like your source energy. It's, it's, it's how he's getting his energy to be able to fly and be super strong and laser beam eyes and all the different things. So what is your superpower? How do you show up? Is it adjusting? Is it communication? Is it your science and your knowledge of science and how you can apply it? Or is it something else? Ask yourself these questions because it's really important to understand what your superpower is and how you can show up. So that way, the influence that you bring, you can bring it at the best and the truly just the most impactful and profound ways you can show up, right? That's what we want to do. We want to show up that success mindset, influencing people positively, not just partially. Now, this leads us to the next topic. Do you cultivate or train your urges? When I say urges, what I mean, or this, this could be your routines. It could be your habits. It could be uh, whenever you're adjusting and you feel that you need to go to that left greater trochanter and do something there versus addressing the lumbars or the sacrum first, like these urges, do we positively reinforce them or do we negatively reinforce them? Now let's think about Think back to negative and positive feedback loops. This is how our nervous system learns. Are we giving it good information? Are we rewarding it for good behavior? Or are we punishing ourselves and our urges with negative feedback loops that are not building good, positive uh, conversations? Now, this could uh, a great example with this would be exercise. Are we exercising daily? If not daily, are we exercising at least, you know, three to four or five times a week? If not, then are you punishing yourself and creating anxiety, shame, guilt, doubt, negative emotions surrounding that? Because you know that if you work out at least three times a week, there is a known benefit for the body to be able to thrive and be able to adapt and be more functional and healthy. Now, that conversation could be, I'm positively reinforcing it with, yes, I'm doing it. Yes, I'm doing meal prep. Yes, I'm getting outside and I'm doing my daily 15 minute walks in the sun. I'm meditating. I'm doing breath work. I'm journaling. I'm doing all the things. Those are positive reinforcements to allow you to be able to be more successful. You are positively reinforcing those urges that are going to give you the necessary means to be able to be successful. And if you're not, then they could be a negative feedback loop. So we're negatively reinforcing our urges. And if that, that could be uh, procrastination, that could be, uh, you know, not studying and going out for the weekend with your friends, which is understandable. FOMO is a real thing, but you need to get very specific on what your priorities are. If you're going out and doing things and giving negative feedback, negative reinforcement to your urges, and you're not getting the things you need to get done done, that's a conversation you need to have with yourself because your success and your influence of how you're showing up, they're out of congruence. Now, let's talk about what an influence campaign would look like. Now, campaign, I like this word. 
because it's used in politics, it's used uh, in the military, it's used across a lot of different things like the news and the media, etc. All of us are trying to influence the world with what we know, how we know it, and then how we can show up to be able to help people, right? Because as chiropractors and chiropractic students, our job is to influence and to serve. So what is an influence campaign? Well, it's really, it's what you're focused on. Give yourself a timeline. Like uh, I'm getting ready to start a hard 30. I'm not doing a hard 75. Hard 75 is just too much commitment for me. Um, yeah, call me out, whatever, commitment issues. But hard 75 is just too much for me right now. So a hard 30 is more ideal. So I'm picking five non-negotiables that I'm focusing on. And then I'm picking six habits that I want to objectively track and identify every single day for 30 days. My five negotiables are going to help me build discipline in the areas I need. Then the six habits that I'm going to be tracking are going to be for me to objectively identify at the end of 30 days, the efficiency and the percentage of how well I adopted and added those specific habits into my life daily. At the end of it, I'll be able to look back and say, yeah, um, out of six, I was able to do three to four of them, you know, 80 to 90%. I don't expect perfection. Remember, give yourself grace. You are not perfect, you silly human. We wish and we aspire to be perfect. It is unobtainable. I will say that again. Perfection is unobtainable. Excellence is obtainable. You can be excellent at something if you put in enough time and effort. Principle six, principle 15. We know this. Now, influence campaigns. What am I focusing on? And then what can you change? This is great because if I can change something, I can influence and I can, I can add to it. I can allow other people to be able to take away from my lessons and then influence other people to be better and greater themselves. Now, for 30 days, I'm focusing on five non-negotiables, six habits. My influence in these 30 days is discipline and being able to show up for myself. My influence is that I'm positively reinforcing myself. I'm giving myself grace. I'm giving myself permission to fail. I'm giving myself permission to be successful because that's what it takes when it becomes about you and success. It is you versus you. It is not a comparison of you versus everyone else in the world. So make sure that you really take that into perspective and stop comparing yourself to everyone. It's okay to have competition, but do not compare. If you're comparing yourself, that means that one of you has to be better than the other. That's not how it works. When you're out here in the real world, you're out of school, you're doing your thing in practice, you're going to meet people that are better than you. It's great to put yourself in that environment, be influenced by that person, and then grow and become a better version of yourself, be able to show up more capable, confident, and that's going to allow you to be able to have more influence and ultimately be more successful. I hope I was able to connect some dots there for you. So I took this away from uh, Andrew uh, Bustamante, I believe is his name. He is the CIA intelligence officer that's blowing up the internet right now. And a lot of my military training, uh, listening to him talk in conversations during podcasts, it really kind of inspired and brought back some of my military training that I've had in the past years that really correlate to everyday life and business. So I wanted to talk about that. And one of those is a four-step process that is uh, based on your core motivation. And it's a principle that we may know, 
uh, anyone that's in the physical therapy, if they've ever had injuries, we've heard it before, RICE, which is that rest, ice, compression, elevate. But we're not talking about that principle of healing for soft tissue today. We're talking about core motivators for you and your success. So what is that RICE principle? It is rewards. That means reinforcement. Are we positively or negatively reinforcing ourselves and the motivators that we have in our life? The I is for ideology. This is our beliefs. What do we believe in? If it's a limiting belief, it will be limited and will be lesser than what it's capable of achieving or doing. So really understand what your beliefs are, what your ideology is. Then coercion. This is just persuasion. How well are you able to be persuasive or persuade someone in your beliefs? And then finally, ego. Ego, this is just self-interest. This is me versus you. Because that is what ego is, right? It's, it's, a, it's a competition. It's not a comparison. Again, it is not a comparison. You are competing. But that does not mean there is a hierarchical standard that you have to place on yourself so you have to achieve the top rank or whatever. If that makes you motivated and you really want to move forward towards that, great. But don't get, don't get attached to it. Don't get stuck to it because then you start creating greed and envy and wrath and other things that we don't want to go into because in business, it is, it's a we, not an I conversation. Now, talking about these things, this comes up for self-doubt. Self-doubt shows up a multitude of ways. Um, it's programmed into us. Our neurology is meant to keep us safe and comfortable. That's how our brain is wired. Um, so the neuroscience shows that if you want to get uncomfortable, if you want to grow, you want to be in that, that growth mindset, not a fixed mindset, then you have to push past the self-doubt. You have to push yourself into that zone of uncomfortability. Uh, Suki Mukher talks about that 10%. Just 10% is all you need to be able to grow. Uh, 1% every day is the minimum standard then as we move forward into that say 10 percent for some people that could be a lot so just staying between that one and ten percent we know we are always in a growth mindset now this is going to be a bit of a conversation on uh, a reframing of what is self-doubt usually self-doubt is a signal to stop this is from brandon Burchard's the six habits of growth uh Self-doubt, when we feel that we are doubtful or we are doubting ourselves and we're not capable of doing something, uh, we don't have that belief that we're going to be able to be capable of doing that, then what do we do? We stop. As an Enneagram 1, I can tell you that perfectionism is something that I fight. I have reframed perfectionism with excellence because I want to be excellent at something. I don't want to be perfect it's always changing. It's always going to be changing. There's always consistent, uh, dynamic change. So pursuing excellence is much more, uh, healthy and obtainable. We've talked about this now, rather than self-doubt being a signal to stop, let's talk about the amygdala hijack. I think we've talked about this uh, season or two ago, but your prefrontal cortex overrides your amygdala in your hippocampus, which has stored memories and stored responses based off of previous experiences. If that stored response is stronger than the contextual narrative or story that we're telling ourselves, then you will respond based off of the stored memories and responses. Now, if we are able to override the stored memories or responses 
then that is where we are mind over matter. That means that we're able to take in, take control of our lives and to be able to move forward with control. We're not in that um, more of a reactive phase. We're in more of the proactive because we're ahead. We're thinking. We're actively, critically thinking and working on being present to show up the best way we possibly can. And so we need to reframe that signal to stop into a signal to learn. If you are doubting yourself, that means there is a certain amount of uncertainty or unfamiliarity in the situation, scenario, or circumstance that's been created or presented. So you need to, rather than stop, learn. Give yourself permission to push into that doubt, push into that limiting belief, and just find out a little more. Be able to learn. Uh, if you know about Bloom's taxonomy, there's six stages. I think we talked about this last season. Uh, being able to understand what part of the process you're in so you can identify what you know, what you don't know, and where you need to move forward to be able to move to the next phase. So rather than stopping, push into it. Learn. Get uncomfortable. Be willing to present yourself with an opportunity to learn. Now, learning is an activator to explore. And I've, I've heard this a lot in the tonal realm as a chiropractor. If, if you're not, you know, one of those hyper mechanistic, uh, objective scientific types, you know, we'll say Gonstead. Gonstead has an absolutely beautiful analysis approach to identify subluxation and the spine. And then you can go to the complete opposite side of it, where now we have a beautiful analysis that is a remote contact approach, more of like NSA, Talski Tonal, or BGI. So we're able to get a very wide spectrum of analysis to present on the table whenever we're adjusting. But when do we give ourselves permission to play, permission to explore? It's great having all of this educated brain information, but when do we drop into the innate? And this is going to be that delineation is it a hard, rigid, this is what it is because I know it what it is? Or is the intuitive feel where we can lean into the play side and we can explore? There's a balance. You know, whenever you're adjusting, whenever you're identifying subluxation, you're going through and you're doing your analysis, is it a hard, rigid, mechanistic approach or is it a little bit of play, a little intuition added in there? You're giving yourself that 80-20 rule of 80 I'm a hard, hard mechanistic approach of my analysis. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And that 20% of, you know, we're just going to see what's going to happen today. We're going to see, you know, how we show up, what we can release, what we can express. Because this is that layer of adaptation that we're giving you permission to play. And play is so important. Allowing yourselves to be that inner child. Allow yourself to, to not be so rigid and to get out there and just expose and explore and be dynamic. You don't have to be so static and rigid. So, I hope that this conversation really opens up some of your mind to give you, give you the permission to stop doubting yourself, to explore, to play, to create some consistent success in your mind. Find what your influence campaign is and show up and give yourself some trust. But as we talk about trust, that's going to be the next part of this podcast. But before we jump into that conversation, let's hear from our amazing sponsors. HealthPair is the number one choice for owner-operated practitioners 
like you to source, screen, and place candidates for your office. Let our world-class team assist you along your hiring journey. Book an intro call with us so we can learn more about your recruiting needs, how and if we can assist you, and give you the best next steps to take in order to fill your positions as soon as possible. We place all positions, from doctors to office managers to techs, assistants, and everyone in between. HealthPair has you covered. Head to healthpair.io to book your intro call with us and mention this podcast ad to receive an additional 10% off your first month. That's healthpair.io. And we're back. Season 18, episode three. Oh, so we've been talking about influence. We've been talking about success, that mindset around success. We've talked about self-doubt, that it is a, um, it's a signal to stop. It's something that holds us back, that doesn't allow us to move forward, or that we do not allow ourselves to move forward because of our own doubt that we've created or acquired. And then how we should be reframing that away from the stop signaling to a learn signaling, because uncertainty and unfamiliarity go hand in hand, and that causes us stress it causes a, causes us discomfort doubt and limiting beliefs that we can't do something and we have to move through that because we have to learn that we can indeed do these things that we set out to accomplish now let's talk about uh the types of types of expression uh in this this conversation of success and success mindset uh, moving through this self-doubt, do you repress or do you express? Because if you repress, that's a doubting. You're pushing your emotions down. You're not looking at them. You're hiding from them. You're suppressing those emotions and pushing them down so you don't have to deal with them. That's doubt, in my opinion. I'm pushing it down so I don't have to deal with it. So I, rather than bringing it up, expressing it, releasing it, letting it go so that I can move through it, find gratitude and abundance and understand the lessons I need to learn. Because if I push it down and I don't deal with it, that means that it's still there. Just like the body keeps a score. The information is still going to be inside you. It's still going to be in your body, still in your nervous system. It's still freely active in your system and you have not addressed it. So Stop repressing, start expressing. If you need to cry, if you need to laugh, if you need to run, you need to scream, it doesn't matter. It's expressions. Just like on the table. If you get on the table and you get an adjustment and you have just an uncontrollable session where you just feel the need to cry and release or laugh, that's expression. That's repressed emotion coming to the forefront and boiling over the top because it's been shoved down for so long. Stress management. Come on, guys. Chiropractic 101, stress management. Thoughts, traumas, toxins, physical, chemical, and emotional stresses. So if we are repressing an emotion, we are in a a stage of self-doubt. If we are expressing, that means that we are confident. We have created confidence to express and allow it and given, given ourselves permission to allow it to come up. If you are in a state of lack, then you are lacking success. That means you were repressing your emotions. You were not confident. If you're confident, that means you're going to increase your amount of success. That's 
plain, plain and clear as day. Can't get more simple than that. So if you're, you're lacking success in your life and you're lacking layers of success, maybe look at your emotions and your feelings and look at what you're repressing and what you're suppressing in your, your nervous system and then what you're allowing to express and come up because you might find that those emotions that you're pushing down and the ones that are coming up, the negative ones are the ones that are filtering and coming up to the top. And it's not the positive ones that we need. So we need to switch that conversation, let go of the things that don't serve us and find the confidence so we can create more success in our life. Now, in that conversation of creating self-trust and the, tr the success that comes with that trust and confidence, that requires self-awareness. How aware of yourself are you? Do you have body awareness? Do you have mental awareness? Do you have spiritual awareness? Are you working on those three conversations? Are you working on allowing yourself to create that necessary awareness inside of you, body consciousness? Uh, in one of my favorite stories, the Oracle, Oracle of Delphi, as they get into the temple, uh, there was an inscription above the uh, archway whenever you walked in. It said, know thyself. Because to go in and to have your prophecy read, you had to know yourself. Now, uh, realistically, people would pilgrim across, you know, thousands of miles to go have their prophecy read by this oracle. And that requires a journey in itself. The hero's journey, one of knowing yourself, being able to sit back and ask the hard questions and identify who am I? What am I? What is my purpose? Why am I alive? What am I here to do? These are some of the hard questions that people refuse to ask themselves because they're afraid of the answer. And if you're afraid of why you're alive, why you're here, what you're meant to do, that is, that is self-doubt. I mean, in clear definition, you are doubting yourself. You're limiting yourself. You're afraid of your own potential. Again, what is your superpower? If you don't know, it's time to find out. So how well do you know yourself? It's a great question. If you don't like journal, journal about it. You know, you could journal for days, weeks, months, years. It don't matter. And you could be in a constant state of uh, exploration and discovery where it's every day you're a new person. And that's exactly like that. That's, that's great. You're allowed to be that person, but you have to be willing to do the work to figure it out. Now, this is a, a conversation of character, uh, nine points of character. I won't dive into those today, but understanding who you are, it's part of the hero's journey, going through life, understanding the character that's being developed. Are you confident or are you doubting yourself? You see, see how it's coming back again? It's that yin and yang. So if you're doubting yourself, that means that you're lacking capability. And if you're lacking capability, you're lacking the ability to overcome things. And if you're lacking the ability to overcome things, it might just be that you're lacking belief in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you're going to have the doubt that's going to stop the capabilities and stop the ability to overcome whatever you're being presented with, which ultimately comes back and it's just a cyclical patterning. You're going in a circle. So it's doubt, capability, overcome, belief. If any part of that conversation is out of whack, then you don't get to break the cycle. 
You need to repeat the cycle over and over and over. That shows up in relationship, shows up in business, shows up in school, shows up in everything you do. So believe in yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Believe in the capabilities that you have. Create that activator of learning to explore versus doubting yourself. And then in that belief stage, that last that last stage of the hero's journey between that doubt, uh, capability, overcome a belief, belief is what do you believe? Like when, when's the last time you sat down and just ask yourself, what do I believe? Do you believe in yourself? Do you believe that you need to have a partner in your life to be happy? Do you feel that you believe that you need other people around you to be able to achieve the things you want in life? Do you believe that you can do it all alone? These are important questions to ask yourself. Get down to the nitty gritty. You need to figure out what your superpower is and are you part of the super friends or are you a one man army like Superman? You need to figure these things out because these are your strengths and your weaknesses that whenever you show up in business, if you're, if you're a student coming out of school and you wanna figure out if you wanna associate or independent contract or even open your own business, you need to know what your strengths are. You need to know what your superpower is and you need to know how you're gonna influence the world. So let's wrap this up. Uh, as we're, we're talking about belief, you know, what story do we believe in? And then this is really important. So if we have a core belief, first of all, is that core belief our own belief? Or is it something that we've acquired from someone else? Now, when I say acquire, this means that we were either given a story that we've adopted as our own. So this could be something someone told you, a parent, a friend, uh, or someone in school, someone like a caretaker, anyone. Someone told you something and you've picked it up and acquired it and made it your own. You've adopted that specific narrative or story. Or you've created it for yourself. And there's typically two ways we can do this. We've either watched someone else do something and we've decided that we can't do it because they couldn't. Or we've tried it and we failed. Or succeeded. That's, there's potential there too. It goes both ways. But Really, what we're looking at here is others versus self. Can we identify what is ours and what is other people's? Because if it's someone else's, give it back. It's not yours. If my father wanted me to be um, a veterinarian and I became a chiropractor, like he's probably let down because I'm not a veterinarian. But in the reality is I take care of animals and I take care of humans. So did I achieve his goals? I did achieve his goals, but I did it for me, not for him. So you have to understand the narrative of, of how you talk to yourself and how you allow other people to talk to you and how you take in that information and how you're using it. So what I've done is I've wrote down a couple of different ways that we take on information. And it goes like this. So I want you to think of this one as I go over these six different uh, words or little uh, phrases, I want you to think, is this your story or is this other people's story? Social construct. Am I fitting in to the story that other people want me to fit into or am I fitting into my own story? Parental limits. Are my parents limiting? Were my parents limiting? Did they create stories? Did they put me in a box from a very young age that I did not believe I'd be capable of doing something? Or maybe they didn't give you a box and allowed you just to free play and explore and figure it out on your own. So what are my limits? Did I get limits? And if I did, what are my limits? 
Then labels, man, society's great about this with all the, the different PC conversations going on out in the world right now. Everyone has a different label, different description. I want to be called this, I want to be called that. Labels are just words. If you allow them to have power over you, they will have power over you and you will be lost because it's, it's expression, not repression. If you're letting other people push into your energy and tell you what you are, you're giving them permission to have power over you. Stop. It is your body, your energy. It is your life. Stop giving your power away. Expectations. Man, I cannot tell you. Expectations are just there to let you down, period. If you set expectations, you allow other people to set expectations. You're looking to let them down. Now, this goes into a success mindset. So let's talk about business on one end. We have expectations from our bosses, from our coworkers, from our employees. We have certain things that need to get done. Those are goals. They are goal oriented towards a completion so that way a process can be completed. Now, expectations, if we set the bar really high and we always want the bar to be hit really high, like that is an expectation. If we assume it will always be hit, you know, uh, assumptions make asses out of you and me. Don't, don't make assumptions. And if you, if you set expectations, expect to be let down because expectations are not always achievable. So understand, give grace, allow yourself to fail. It's a learning process. Expectations are a part of that perfection conversation. We're expecting something to always happen. So therefore, in an ideal perfect world, it'll always happen. It's not the world we live in, unfortunately. And then impactful people. If we look up to someone, a role model, an influencer, someone that's inspirational, professional speaker, a doctor that we look up to, uh, someone that's, that owns or manages a consulting group, and we're like, wow, like this guy's million dollar practice, $2 million practice. He has a healthy family and, and life and a healthy family life. And he has all these material things I want to. I want to be just like that guy or that woman. These are impactful people that allow us to create a mindset of what's achievable. Now, your success is not my success. Just because you have something doesn't mean I will have something. Just because you did it this way and you achieved success does not mean I will do it this way and achieve success. Those are expectations. Remember, be careful not to set expectations unnecessarily for yourself. Look at impactful people, set goals, be like, wow, you achieved this. That's amazing. Can I do that? You know, what do I need to do to, to start moving towards that success? That's how you look at impactful people and you utilize their skills. And even if you can get tutored by them, you know, train, coach, tutor, whatever you want to call it, that's going to be beneficial for you too, uh, as well as them, because it's exposure. We're getting exposed to something that's outside of our known. So we're learning. Then finally, measurements by others. Now, what is a measurement? Uh, I look at this as more of, I go out and I want to do a screening and I close 35 people at a screening event. Now, you come out to a screening event with me and I'm like, we're going to hit 35 people again. I've one, set an expectation. But two, I have based my previous measurement off of my myself and my previous, uh, um, how, how I did last time, right? So 
I'm moving into a space where you're coming in, maybe never screened an event in your entire life, and I'm expecting you to hit 35 people. That's a measurement that's unrealistic. If you allow other people to create measurements for you, such as, you know, my girlfriend's a 10 and she's the absolute most beautiful woman in the whole world. Now, I expect you to be able to pull a girl just as good. That's a measurement that's unrealistic and unnecessary. Don't allow people to create measurements for you. Create measurements for yourself. Scale as necessary. If, if you can't do a full back squat ass to grass, then you got to work your way there. You can't just expect yourself to do these things. So these measurements that you're creating based off of other people and how they're projecting to you or how you're looking to them saying, well, if you can do it, I can do it. It's unnecessary. It's great to create goals, but do not do it to where it's at your detriment. So really what it comes down to is training. How well are you training? What are you training? Where do you need to train? Do you even have a, a rubric that you, you really look at yourself and say, you know, I need to work on my communication. I need to work on my adjusting. I need to work on my science. I need to work on uh, research. You know, where, what is your rubric? What does your rubric look like? What are the, well, typically it's like what, four to six different things that you can uh, track and measure. So give yourself a rubric to identify how you're showing up in the world where you need to train, where you need to get better, where you need to explore and learn, or how you want to show up and create influence. Give yourself six stages of influence and work on those six stages and start building understanding of where you need to show up more in the world. Is it intrapersonal or is it interpersonal? You know, where do you need to show up and train? Because that's what it is. You're training, you're gaining experience, you're learning. And through that learning, you get to show up and be more successful. You create more confidence you reduce the self-doubt, and you're able to show up as a better human being and be able to serve at a higher capacity. So I hope this has been impactful. I hope this has really uh, driven some nails down for you guys. Uh, I know I struggled with a lot of this going through chiropractic school, transitioning into practice, and just getting out of my own way. That, that's the biggest thing. Get out of your own way. Give yourself the permission to be successful. You already are. If you're, if you're watching this video and you're in chiropractic school, you're pursuing to be one of the top 1% of the world. If you're already a doctor of chiropractic and you're watching this, congratulations, you are 1% of the world. So your education moves you to be able to want to help people. That's why we're in this business, right? To be able to serve others. So show up, stop doubting yourself, figure out what your superpower is. Figure out what your influence campaign looks like. Give yourself a rubric to identify how you're showing up and where you need to train and show up even better. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Like, share, comment, uh, save this video, share it to your friends. Let me know what your thoughts are. If you have any comments on this uh, episode, then go ahead and drop them. Let's talk about it. And then maybe we can get you on the podcast and even have a conversation about that and how maybe you're showing up in your life. So Every week we drop an episode. See you guys next week with another episode of the Legendary Chiropractor Podcast. Until then, light and love. We will see you soon.